Hey, school counselor friends. Are you looking to take your counseling program to the next level? Well, we have some exciting news for you. The Perks School Counselor Content Club membership. And guess what? For a limited time only, you can get half off our yearly membership or even try us for a special $99 six-month deal. But hurry, this is our Black Friday deal and it's only good until November 29th. So what exactly do you get with the Perks School Counselor Content Club membership anyway? Well, let me tell you, you get instant access to all of the Perks. That means you'll have access to the full library of lessons, groups, individual curriculum, games, decor, and everyday resources too. It's like having a treasure trove of counseling materials right at your fingertips. But that's not all because Perks membership also offers professional development that can earn you college credit. Yes, you heard me right. You'll be able to enhance your skills while earning credits towards professional growth. And here's an extra treat for you and your students, bonus seasonal resources that they'll absolutely love. It's the perfect way to keep your counseling sessions fresh and engaging throughout the year. But the best part, the Perk School Counselor Content Club membership gives you the freedom to really enjoy your job. No more spending countless hours planning lessons, groups, and individual counseling sessions. With the perks, you'll have everything you need to work smarter and not harder. So why wait? Take advantage of this Black Friday deal now and get your instant access to all our lesson plans, groups, and tier three resources. Plus the templates you need for building your counseling systems, access to our private Facebook community, live webinars, and questions and answers with me and Brandy, as well as all the downloadable materials that you can use right away. So don't miss out on this opportunity to elevate your counseling program. Once again, it's half off our yearly membership or a special $99 six month membership. But remember, this offer is only valid until November 29th. So visit our website today or check the show notes and join the perks. Your students deserve the best and so do you. You're listening to the Counselor Chat Podcast, a show for school counselors looking for easy to implement strategies, how-to tips, collaboration, and a little spark of joy. I'm Carol Miller, your host. I'm a full-time school counselor and the face behind Counseling Essentials. I'm all about creating simplified systems, data-driven practices, and using creative approaches to engage students. If you're looking for a little inspiration to help you make a big impact on student growth and success, you're in the right place because we're better together. Ready to chat? Let's dive in. We all have kids that suffer from anxiety. It seems like every day there's another kid at my doorstep with or facing some sort of anxious moment. I have in this episode, eight games or activities that we can play with kids to help them really understand what anxiety is and how to cope with it. So tune in, let's go. Hi everyone, it is Carol from Counseling Essentials. And we are here today to talk about anxiety, specifically anxiety in our kiddos and what we can do to help them. Now, it's normal for kids to feel worried or anxious from time to time, especially such as things like when they're starting a new school or maybe they're moving or even before a really big test. But for some kids, anxiety affects their behaviors and thoughts every day and interferes with their school, their home, and their social life. 
Now, when we're working with kids in school, we might see common symptoms of anxiety in them. And it looks something like this. Maybe they're the kids in class that are finding it really hard to concentrate. Maybe we get phone calls from their parents saying that they are not sleeping or they're waking up in the middle of the night. When we walk into the lunchroom, we notice that they're not eating properly. Maybe they're getting angry or really irritable easily. These are our students that are constantly worrying or have really negative thoughts. They're the ones that are fidgety or they always feel tense. These are also the kids that ask to use the bathroom often. And maybe they're always crying or they're always really clingy. These are also our kids that are complaining of stomach aches or feeling unwell. And I think if you think about it, you probably know a few of these kids that anxiety is affecting them in this way. Now, when kids are having problems with anxiety, there's plenty that we can do to help. Talking to the child about their anxiety or worries is really the first step because kids need to be reassured that we understand how they feel. We could use books or videos that can help them understand their feelings, and we can also practice relaxation techniques with them so that they can learn how to regulate their strong emotions. In school, I really love to do small groups or even individual counseling with these kiddos to really help them understand their anxiety, its triggers, how it feels in their body, and approaches that they can use to reduce their own anxiety. And I found that using games or activities to teach these coping techniques or coping strategies really helps kids to understand and identify when they're feeling anxious, but also helps them to use the strategies that we go over in their own time outside of group. And that's really what we want them to do. We want them to take these practices, incorporate them into their own lives and be able to use them when they're not with us. So I have several activities that I want to share with you for how to help our kids talk about anxiety. So the first is to create some worry stones. Now, sometimes kids aren't sure what's making them anxious. And, but naming our worries and having an outlet for them is really calming in itself. So what I like to do is I like to get some clay, specifically the clay that, you know, dries overnight or within a few hours. And what I do is I'll have the kids in with me and we work together and we mold the clay into really some small stone shapes. And as we're making these little worry stones, we're going to talk about specific worries that they have. Now, once these stones are dry, I want them to use it as a fidget to rub it when they're feeling anxious. And what I will do is I will send these stones with them so that they can keep in their pocket or in their desk or whenever. And whenever they're feeling anxious, I want them to pull it out, to touch the stone and to really notice like what's making them anxious and then use the stone as like a coping technique. Okay. I'm going to touch the stone, rub it, and I'm going to try to relax. I'm going to do something to relax while I'm holding this stone. Using the worry stone is really great because the kids then become aware of how often in the day they're getting anxious or feeling anxious. How many times are they grabbing that stone? What are they feeling anxious about? And then what can they do to calm themselves down? So those little worry stones are really great 
in helping kids to identify, understand, and to use some skills to um, feel a little bit better. Now, if you don't have clay, it's not a problem. Just take a little walk outside and grab some real stones instead, and then decorate them with paint or permanent markers. It's the same concept. It's a stone, right? And they're going to use it when they're feeling anxious. All right. The next one I like to do is called five, four, three, two, one, engage all your senses. Now this is just simple mindfulness. And we probably, most of you already use this, but when we teach our kids that five, four, three, two, one, engage all their senses, we are really helping them to be focused on the here and now. What we're trying to do is interrupt those negative thought patterns that they're having to be in the present. Because when we can interrupt that and we can think about something other than what's causing us to be worried or anxious, we can go about our normal, our normal day. We want to be in the present. So to refresh those five, four, three, two, one, it's five things that they can see four things that they can touch, three things that they can hear, two that they can smell, and one thing that they can taste. Now, I know for some kids that taste sensation is really hard for them to describe or to notice or to understand. So sometimes we change it to one great thing about you. So five, four, three, two, one, five could be, I see a TV. I see the Promethean board. I see a binder, I see a pencil, I see a chair. Four things that I can touch. Well, I can touch the chair. I can feel how my um, sock is rubbing against my leg. The inside of my sweatshirt is really fuzzy and I am holding this pencil. So those are my four things. Three things that I can hear could be the radiator, somebody breathing and somebody walking in the hall. And then two things that I can smell. Well, I can smell the perfume that somebody's wearing, and maybe the food from the cafeteria. And that one thing that I can taste, well, for me, that would be the coffee that I'm probably drinking. But for the kiddos, it could be, well, the mint that I have, or um, I'm eating lunch, so I taste bananas. It could be anything. Or if they can't name something that they can taste, I am great because I am a lovable kid. So engage all their senses. Bubbles. Who doesn't like blowing bubbles? I think everybody does. And bubbles are really great because it forces us to slow and deepen our breath, which of course is naturally calming. And as you're blowing, as kids are blowing bubbles, have them assign a worry to each of those bubbles. The goal is to blow the worry away and watch it pop and visually watch their worries disappear. Now, if you are like me, And don't like to blow bubbles in your office because I don't, because it makes everything sticky. Go outside and do this activity. And if you live in New York like I do and you don't want to go outside in the middle of the winter, use paper airplanes instead. Older kids also really love both bubbles and airplanes. And with the airplanes, you just write your worry on the airplane, fold it up, and then watch it disappear by flying it into the trash. Really great fun activity. The next one is musical chairs. Now you might not think that musical chairs is, is has anything to do with anxiety 
or talking about anxiety, but really it's great because it teaches kids to cope with things outside of their control. They don't have any control of when the music is going to stop or how many chairs I put in the circle, but they're going to learn how to respond when things don't go the way they planned in a situation. Because after the activity is done, we're going to relate this to how does this relate to when we're having to worry? How does this relate to things that are outside of our control? Are things still okay? Right? If we can't control them, are things still going to work out in the end? Or could we possibly still have some fun? So we're going to relate it to what we did in, in the office or the classroom to our own lives and in the future. So musical chairs is really, really fun to talk about the circle of control. Now, another one is be your own superhero. Being a superhero is a great way to boost confidence. And let's face it, when we are more confident, we're actually less anxious. So what I'm going to ask students to do is to imagine what their life would look like as a superhero. We're just gonna we're gonna discuss what would our name be? What's our superhero name? What are our powers? How would we stand? And we're gonna take those ideas and we're gonna draw ourselves as superheroes discussing our story. Now, here's the thing. I and I'm gonna relate this one to my own personal life because I love talking in front of groups of people. I love presenting, I love going to conferences and, and doing that stuff. But here's the other thing. It also is really nerve wracking for me. I am really nervous and I get a little anxious every time I have to get up and speak in front of a huge group. So what I do, and I have been doing this for years, is I take a superhero pose before I do that. And people have noticed, what are you doing? I'm like, my superhero pose, it's going to make me feel great. And it does. It gives me the confidence. I also do it before any test I've ever had to take or a big assignment because then I can feel like I'm empowered. And when we can empower our kids with a simple technique, like a superhero pose or imagining themselves as superheroes, it's really, it's quick, it's easy. And when we build confidence, we're reducing anxiety. So go ahead and try it. Do a superhero pose right now. You will feel, you'll feel the difference almost immediately. All right, the next one are building and stacking games because games have built-in unknowns, just like our musical chairs, for kids that they need to handle and respond to. Now, dealing with the uncertainty of a falling tower in a building block game like Jenga helps kids to be less overwhelmed by the unknown. A house of cards is also a great substitute for this. If you don't have Jenga, use cards and build a house of cards, right? Because once again, you never know when those cards are going to fall. And being able to handle and respond to uncertainty is a great way of handling anxiety. Now, with Little Loves, other great games besides building and stacking games are also things like Pop-Up Pirate or Shark Bite. Because you never know when the shark is going to bite or the pirate is going to pop. So it's the same concept. Build in, use games that have built-in unknowns because they're great for having kids handle and respond to them. Another game I like to do with the littles is called You're the Boss. Because kids, believe it or not, they really like to be in charge. So why not let them be in charge of their worries? 
help your kids give a name to their worry, like the worry monster or the nervous bug. And you might even want to give it a visual, like pick a stuffed animal that they have or make a worry box out of an empty tissue box, right? And when it's they're nice and calm, have them practice bossing their worries around. Have them use phrases like, get away, worry monster, or stop that. Because this is a great way to express how they're feeling about those worries. And it's a tool to use the next time they're, they're feeling their worries strike. So have them be the boss of their worries. Another activity to use is called true or not true. Because by learning how to differentiate between rational and irrational thoughts is a really great thing for kids to know when their anxiety strikes. And here goes the alarm. We'll just give it one more second here. Sorry about that. Okay, so true or not true. By learning how to differentiate between our rational and irrational thoughts, kids can identify the truth in in their anxious thoughts when their anxiety strikes. So they're going to take turns listing facts and opinions, and then they're going to label and sort them into two categories, true or not true. So it could be, I can never do math. Well, is that true or not true? Um, Another one could be, I get nervous when I have to go into a room of people I don't know. Okay. Is there truth in that or not truth in that? Well, that's true. Right. But then we could take it one step further. Is having those thoughts, are they helpful? Are they fact or opinion? Will this matter? in five years? Is this, what's the worst thing that can happen by having these, by doing this or facing these fears? So we can go above and beyond. So true or not true. So it's just really labeling things and then going one step further and putting them into more categories. Helpful, not helpful. Fact or opinion, irrational or rational. Will this matter? Will it not? Now, I've been talking about some games and games are great. In fact, in addition to all those games that have a piece of an unknown, like Jenga or the House of Cards or Pop-Up Pirates, you can really use any games. In fact, my sixth graders, they really love, for some reason, shoots or ladders. I don't know. Maybe they never played it when they were little teeny tiny tots, but they absolutely love shoots and ladders. So we can play shoots and ladders or even Candyland or any, any game, Uno, um, you name it, we can play it. But I'm not just going to let them play a game because I really want them to be, I want my games to be purposeful. So all you need to do to make any game purposeful is to start listing questions on pieces of paper. Use post-it notes, use index cards, just write them down on slips and cut them out, but make a stack of questions. And as they play the game for every role or turn that they have, have them answer a question. So some questions that you can ask or have them answer when they're playing the game could be things like maybe true or false questions, like worry isn't true or false. Worry is a normal part of life or true or false. Exercise can help us feel better. 
me. You can also have healthy versus unhealthy questions like healthy or unhealthy, eating a bag of chips because I'm sad. Is that healthy or unhealthy? Or how about change the worry thought? Nobody will like me. How can we change that thought? Or how would you know someone was feeling worried? What does their face say? What does their body look like? Describe that to me. Or what is something that you worry about at school? Or even some practice things like practice taking three deep breaths to show that you are to slow your breathing down so that you're calm and ready. Or what is something that you could tell yourself if you were feeling worried? Have them practice those skills as they're playing the game. So whatever you choose to do, mix it up a little bit. But practicing these activities can really help kids to understand how they're feeling and some really great ways that they can use themselves when they're not in the room with you. So I hope you find these helpful and I hope that you can find some things to use yourself and I will drop some links in the show notes so that you can download some of these activities that you can use. All right, people, bye for now. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Counselor Chat. All of the links I talked about can be found in the show notes and at counselingessentials.org forward slash podcast. Be sure to hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Want to connect? Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Counseling Essentials. Until next time, can't wait till we chat. Bye for now.